This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and And now we've got a year to visit all 52 and make a programme about each and every one. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. That's right. Good. Uh, hello. Good evening, and welcome to Lincoln A to Z here on Siren 107.3 FM. I'm Paul Tyler, and uh, my producing colleague over the uh, other side of the desk is Johnny Hoare. Hi, Johnny. Hello there. Hello. And uh, so, uh, yeah, when he says the uh, the voiceover at the beginning that uh, he's going to, uh, we selected 52 grids at random. It wasn't us that selected them. We went out and did uh, the thing we like least, and that was approaching uh, Joe Public, and they selected it for us. So, where are we going this week, Johnny? My name is Joseph Hoare. I've lived in Lincoln for 35 years. Lincoln, I find, is a very peculiar, uh, interesting place, always evolving, just very, very intriguing. First one picked out, uh, pink, it is M9. And M9 leads us to... Leads us to... AB2. AB2. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Uh, okay, so Lincoln A to Z here on Siren FM, and uh, yeah, Johnny and I, uh, we go around, we walk the streets of Lincoln uh, with a microphone, people uh, in parked cars look at us rather peculiarly, and so they should. Uh, really, we uh, we walk around describing the area, we're finding objects for the area, which is all, all going to be part of a, an art exhibition in 2014 as well, more details on that to come later. Uh, so AB2, uh, Johnny, tell me all about AB2. Okay, well, AB2 is the avenue, which is uh, obviously a, a very popular thoroughfare in the centre of Lincoln. We've got the crossroads with West Parade and the avenue. We've got at the top of the avenue um, Yarborough Road, and we also take in a tiny bit of Alexandra Terrace and Victoria Passage, as well as the, the back of county offices as well. So plenty to go out there, although it is, is a smaller grid than our, our regular grids because it's one of these little city centre ones. Yeah, yeah, we were very uh, very keen to make sure that we, uh, we we did that by the book and uh, anything picked in the city centre uh, we go down to there and like you say it is, it is a smaller grid and well, Johnny's not just reading out street names there, one of the, the problems that, well, I wouldn't say problem but one, one of the, the, the rules we have here is we can only do what's in the grid and quite often we find ourselves standing on a street looking at something saying oh that looks interesting but it's not in a grid, so uh, we are challenging ourselves and uh, making making up too many rules, too many unnecessary rules. Uh, okay, right. So it's time to find out what happened when uh, when Johnny and I walk the streets, and uh, we start on West Parade. So grid A B two. We start in a corner shop, uh, quite significantly for for Johnny and I. No pubs, no pubs in this grid. Um, the grid is around the West Parade Avenue area of Lincoln. Uh, not really my manner. This is Johnny's uh, Johnny's hood. This is where he uh, he hangs out. And the corner shop there is pretty much a corner shop that uh, you would imagine open all hours to be, um, you know, produce and things like that just outside of it, uh, very much from yesteryear. And uh, as, as we found out in uh, in a previous grid, the kind of place I'm really falling in love with because they have lovely sausage rolls. 
and lots of things outside but also in the house next door to it just on the the front wall and now bear in mind we're always looking for objects to uh, to exhibit uh, from each of these grids um, things that we lay our hands on things that we can pilfer uh, i suppose sometimes things were given but it's nice to steal stuff um, there's a, a load of jam jars, old coffee jars, just sat on a wall, and they look they look quite nice in situ, <laughs> really. I'm wondering uh, whether we we should uh, we should take them away, but sooner or later we're going to need to find an object. And uh, I think Johnny and I have both clocked that uh, if they're there on the way back, we're having those. Uh, and we walk up here. My old dentist uh, is here. Uh, but he uh, he defected. He went away from it. Clark Chapel and Hume. They used to be uh, when I was here, and I, I I have I've had a lot of work done on my teeth over the years, uh, and uh, they fitted me a post crown at the front of my mouth, which uh, has been causing me trouble uh, ever since. But I, I, but Mr. Clark's not there anymore. He went he went away, and it's a completely different uh, surgery now. But quite a peculiar looking building. I wonder if the, there's there's like a half timbered section on the top with a kind of pointed roof, and it looks kind of like an original building of some kind with a modern bit flat roof thing built around it. I wonder if it is actually quite an old building. Because there, there are in this area, there are some really quite old, among all the, the Victorians, obviously it's predominantly a Victorian area, but there are a few buildings that were around from before that time. So we might have to do a bit of research on that one. Maybe our friends at the archives can help us out on that. Yeah, certainly. We'll, uh, we'll look into that. But of course, if you know anything, uh, lincolnatorz.co.uk, look up the grid square, big A, little B2, AB2, and um, let us know. Leave your comments on the website. So this is the uh, junction of the Avenue and West Parade, and somebody once told me that these were the first set of traffic lights in Lincoln. <laughs> really? The first set of traffic lights? The very first set of traffic lights in the whole city, followed by many, many more, of course. Uh, so not for the first time, uh, we're finding ourselves delving into uh, Johnny's Lincoln Then and Now book. Uh, and a fascinating read it is, especially if you like looking at the pictures. Um, the minute we're stood in the Lincoln County Council car park, uh, right next to the old vicarage, and uh, we're looking at... Uh, a site that used to be uh, St Martin's Church uh, and is now uh, a monstrosity, a gargantuan of an eyesore of a building. Um, and if you can see, uh, are we are we going to be able to put this on our website? I think we can. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a beautiful, massive church, you know, with a spire and a kind of stone built, big, you know, stained glass windows. Really beautiful building. And it was demolished in 1970. And as you say, all that remains now is the vicarage, which itself is quite a handsome building with a kind of tourist on the corner. But that's now part of uh, Lincolnshire County Council's offices. Although, I mean, we both stand here now saying, you know, what an eyesore that building is and how much of a church, but then neither, neither you and I are, are churchgoers. However, we, I think we, we both like to see these things scattered around our city, don't we? Yeah, and of course, you know, you can convert these things into, into offices and you, know, you don't have to just demolish things. It's a shame we felt the need to, to flatten it and replace it with something completely new. Uh, yeah, com well, completely new and, um, you know, very outdated in a very short period of time. Uh, the owners of the, the Premier Inn on, uh, on Broadgate should take note. Yeah, we really should. Uh, we should have brought a football uh, to have a, this car park is crying out uh, for a game of football. But, but as we stand here in the uh, just gaping at the awesome awfulness of, uh, of that Lincoln County Council office building, um, we're starting a new feature on the programme, uh, Lincoln's ugliest building. Uh, currently, uh, this is the winner. And I, I don't think I don't think we're going to find an uglier building uh, than the Lincoln County Council. Uh, building on this grid. I challenge you to tell us otherwise. Uh, yeah, and what we did from that, we extended out from that and put on Twitter uh, that we believe, and I still firmly believe that that is the ugliest building in Lincoln. Um, and uh, various people did get back to us and uh, let us know your opinion because you can email us, and this is open all the time, Lincoln A to Z at Siren Online.
www.linkedin.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook, of course. And uh, also we are at Lincoln A to Z on Twitter. Uh, right, so we were saying in there, Johnny, that is, is I, I believe that firmly is Lincoln's ugliest building. Certainly the ugliest building in that grid, isn't it? Well, so, you know, I've been thinking about this since we were there, and I think we're a little hard on it. Um, really? I'm, I'm kind of thinking, because you, I think your opinion of buildings can be influenced by you know, other factors rather than the building itself. We, we were looking at a picture of a nice building that was there before that one and seeing what was there instead and thinking, that's, that's not an improvement. So we were quite, quite, quite down on that building. Um, but I don't think it is necessarily in its own right the worst building. I mean, it's the same with the uh, the Premier Inn you mentioned. You know, I, I know what you're saying. It's not the greatest building. They had an opportunity there. They they, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But and I, I agree with you. It does look a little bit cheap. But for me, it scores a lot of brownie points because it covers up Broadgate multi-storey car park. So I'm kind of quite positive towards it, even though it's not the best building. If you want ugly buildings, if you want to go down, <laughs> down Tritton Road, as we will be doing in a few weeks' time. Yeah, we will, we will be visiting uh, the dirge of, uh, of, of Tritton Road in a few weeks' time and, and, and what's happened there. But they, well, that Premier in there, the lighting, they've got a bit of mood lighting going on uh, outside there, but I just think it's a completely missed opportunity to do a fantastic building in a prime location. Uh, but, hey, never mind. But, uh, yeah, we'll find out later on uh, what what some people have been saying on Facebook and Twitter uh, about Lincoln's ugliest building because, believe it or not, Johnny, there are people out there that don't agree with us. Is that possible? <laughs> no, 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 false. <laughs> Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. Okay, right now it's time to look at uh, some history. Each grid we visit on Lincoln A to Z will also feature the history of the area. Joanna Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archive tells us the history of AB2. Well, this grid square covers an area outside Lincoln's old western city wall which ran north up the line of Motherby Hill. On the early 19th century maps held at the archives, the avenue and Yarborough Road have yet to be built. Instead, this area is made up of fields and scattered houses and orchards. West Parade was one of the original routes in and out of the city, used to be known as Clay Lane, or even Brickyard Lane, referring to the clay deposits found in the low-lying land to the west. And it provided the city, of course, with its main material required to make bricks. So it's possible Clay Lane was renamed West Parade in the 19th century um, in reference to its use by the military in its marching drills. The road may even date back to Roman times when it gave access to the western cemeteries outside the city. On earliest documents, it was known as Wong Lane, Wong is an old Norse word for garden, and old English for meadowland. A small public garden area on the corner of Queen's Crescent and Yarborough Road is still known as Wong to this day. These old maps also show fields in this area, now cut through by the avenue, and one of these fields is known as Shooting Lees. Um, this is a fascinating reminder of the time in, in the 13th century where many towns and villages had to have specially set-aside places in which to practice archery. A medieval law in 1252 stated that to ensure the country was in readiness for war, all Englishmen aged between 15 and 60 years of age had to own a bow and arrow and know how to use it. A second law of 1363 ruled that all Englishmen must practice at the archery butts every Sunday. It's difficult to imagine how different this area looked until only 200 years ago, with its orchards, fields, pastures, archery butts and early brickwork industry. As the avenue and Yarborough Road were cut through this peaceful rural landscape, so the Victorians with their terraces and the Edwardians with their villas lined the road to build the area we know today. But compare a modern-day map of Lincoln alongside its earlier predecessors and you can soon find out a wealth of history from the road names and field names alone. 
Our thanks there to Joe from the Lincolnshire Archive. Uh, now, what we're going to do now is uh, do a bit of a, a reenactment here, and uh, we've got it all at stake uh, today, haven't we, Johnny? Um, it, this was now this was your idea, wasn't it, about bringing archery into a radio studio? Yeah, yeah. Well, picking up on what Joe said there, you know, the avenue, the area we're covering today used to be a, an, an archery area, and everyone in the city had to know how to, to fire an arrow and it, it occurred to me that I don't know how to fire an arrow so you don't what a better time to learn okay right okay so now I've been doing a little bit of practicing what we have in the studio now to just to describe the scene is a children's uh, bow and arrow set uh, out of the well basically my children's uh, bow and arrow set uh, now this has never been very good for adults children have always done really really well on this uh, it's got sucky ends and um, as, as you can imagine the board uh, has points from 10 to 100 being the bullseye now uh, Johnny and I are going to put it really all on the line uh, today. Uh, we're going to do heaven and hell. Um, Johnny, you're going to play first. And now, if uh, if you if you score in the white zone, what song are we going to hear next? We are going to hear uh, the Smiths. Um, <laughs> how, how did I know? That? <laughs> uh, what did I? I think I put Panic. Okay, right. Yeah. So we're going to hear the Smiths. Uh, but really, I'm very interested in what happens if you hit the black. What is your hell song? If I hit the black, we are having Love Shack. By the B fifty two. I mean, this for me, I completely disagree. Um, I'm not saying that I, I I would have it the other way around because I really really like the Smiths, but I I, I think it's just a fantastic party tune. You you know, it just you can never feel sad while it's on. Well, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's an awful, irritating, you know, crazy with a K record and I, I just that awful woman's shrieking voice i just can't stand it okay right okay well uh, i know what i'm going to be playing for the opening track next week uh, okay jo uh, johnny right if you can uh, take to the hockey i feel like a bit okay. like a bit like bullseye this isn't it uh, okay oh, listen to johnny okay right uh yeah but he's pulling the bow and arrow back now he's aiming for the target <laughs> and it's, he's dropped he's dropped it nothing in this now nothing in this game for two in a bed Oh no, my. Right, okay, he's pulling the arrow back. Oh. And that hit a white one. That hit a white. So, you're about to hear uh, the, the Smiths, which is a Johnny's Heaven track. We could have predicted this, couldn't we, Johnny, really? Absolutely. I wasn't going to let it go any other way, was I? <laughs> Fix. I'm the one who's been practicing. Uh, our producer Johnny's uh, heaven track because uh, he scored in our archery uh, contest, part two of that contest. And we'll see if all this practice uh, that I've done over this past weekend uh, will pay off. And uh, we'll let you know the, those, those tracks uh, soon. I'm, I'm really not looking forward to it. Uh, OK, now, earlier on, we set up that uh, we believe that uh, Lincoln's ugliest building. Uh, well, actually, no, I believe Lincoln's ugliest building is the council one in our AB2 uh, grid. Uh, now, we've also had some comment on Facebook uh, from this today. Uh, thanks to Anita. Um, there is a modern style house uh, being built on Michaelgate that's uh, not exactly stunning. Looks like it's been thrown together. Uh, now, I mean, I completely disagree with that. I know exactly what she's talking about. And it kind of looks like yellow, th three yellow uh, different coloured roofs uh, coming out, Johnny. I know the one you mean, yeah. It does seem to have been being built for quite a long time now. I suspect someone who might have run out of money. Yeah, kind yeah. Of yeah. Grand designs, by the way. But, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm with you. I think it's it's nice to see. If you're going to have something new built in that area, I think it's either got to be totally authentic-looking old or it's got to be completely modern. And they've gone for the completely modern option, and I think it's the right way to go. Yeah, it's true. There's an awful lot of glass there, though. I always think that someone's going to be sat there having their breakfast and... You know, someone's going to be walking past watching them 
having, I, I don't know, it seems impractical to me, but I'm sure uh, there's a storage solution uh, <laughs> that will fit in quite well. Uh, Paul Holder also got in contact. Uh, this was via our Facebook page. And uh, he says, we, he was replying to me saying about uh, the uh, the council house. And he's saying, only in your eyes, Mr. A to Z. Obviously, the designer like Kit Kats because it looks like the building is a Kit Kat. Do you think it looks like a Kit Kat? A Kit Kat? I don't quite understand that. No, I think it's to do with the windows, the lines. The lines of four windows are uh, the ah, lines of okay. uh, a probable uh, a double Kit Kat. I see, yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't improve it, really, does it? Okay, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> and a couple of other people got in contact as well via our Twitter, link at Lincoln A to Z. Uh, and this person here, uh, got, they got in contact actually via uh, the hashtag Links Hour, which happens just before our programme uh, every month, which is a great way for businesses to uh, to get in contact with each other. Surely Rivita House, the Lincoln Police Station, is uglier. And uh, a couple of other people, and we'll mention those uh, shortly. Now... Other ways to get in contact with us on our program uh, is via the website. So if you have any, uh, if you take take a look at our fantastic uh, Lincoln A to Z website, what's the uh, address, Johnny? Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. And uh, yeah, if you take a look on there, you can uh, focus in on all the uh, the, the randomly selected. Uh, grids and if you've got any memories photos uh, if you're a budding artist and you'd like to we've already commissioned two pieces of artwork uh, for our exhibition in 2014 or if you'd like to write something you're going to hear a poem later on about AB2 um, so if you'd like to get in contact now one of the first comments we ever received was regarding AB2 wasn't it Johnny and it was this it was it's from somebody called Jim and it says uh, the avenue AB2 I stole a bus from outside the Annersley Hotel, which is the, the care home that's at the bottom of uh, the avenue, in January 1976, under the influence of alcohol. Would confession be good for the soul? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it would. But also, um, it, for, for us as a project, when we received that as the first comment ever, I think we knew we were onto a good thing here, didn't we? Absolutely. Although I, th- I think we need a bit more detail before we can offer any kind of absolution. But I, I, we have definitely got the power to offer that absolution, I think. It's true, but it does. he should be right to Simon Mayo for that, shouldn't he? Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. And the, uh, the sound there of, uh, of the Lincoln Cathedral bells uh, brings us to a question of Lincoln. The, uh, the Siren FM uh, choir you can hear uh, just warming up in the background there. I think that was uh, a really, really good note there from uh, from Tom Stevens. Uh, Tom uh, presents the show before us on a, on a Monday night here. Siren Simply Jazz, you can catch him Mondays 8 till 9. And uh, it's repeated Tuesdays 11 till 12 as well. For all the best in jazz, swing and big band. Brilliant show. But now, down to Lincoln A to Z's question of Lincoln. First to ask the questions this week, Johnny Hall. Okay, nice easy one for you this week, as <laughs> usual. Good. Um, last week we were in Bracebridge L16 and we were within spitting distance of the Crisp Factory mm-hmm. on Newark Road. Okay. Now that factory was built back in 1938 by Frank Smith, owner of Smith's Crisps, and is now occupied by Walker's and they make the Quavers and Walker's Sensations flavours there. But my question is... Mm-hmm. How many bags of crisps do they produce there <laughs> every week? <laughs> okay, okay. So how many every week? Okay. Is no, it, okay. Nope, you, Sorry, I was just thinking, I've got friends who work there. I could be. I, this could be an, an in question. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. So here's your options. Is it A, 5 million, <laughs> B, 8 million, or C, 10 million? 10 seconds start now. Oh, no, so this is the, oh, it's the kind of question you see on, on those Saturday Night Lottery programmes and... 
people will be shouting the answer, won't they? Um, I can't even remember the, the numbers now. <laughs> I'm going to go for... Uh, a was 5 million, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Could you repeat? No, 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 no we're out of time, aren't we? Okay, I'm going to... A, 5 million. Oh, I'm afraid not, no. no. Unbelievably, it's 10 million. <laughs> really? 10 million a week. It's truth. Okay, um, right, well, okay. Uh, well, we'll wait, uh, wait and see now uh, if Johnny can answer his question. <clears throat> okay. Ready, Johnny? Okay. In 2006, I was having a drink and minding my own business in The Revolution. There was a TV star also in that bar, but they were not minding their own business and generally making a spectacle of themselves. Was it A, former former Emmerdale actor and panto star, Fraser Hines? B, former Heidi High actress and panto star, Sue Pollard? Or C, former EastEnders actress, then panto star, then former EastEnders actress, then panto star, now current EastEnders actress, Letitia Dean, Sharon off of EastEnders? Oh, well, all three are possible because obviously Sharon from EastEnders is from Lincoln. Uh, Fraser Hines spent most of the 80s and 90s in Lincoln doing various pantos. Uh, but Sue Pollard's here quite a lot as well. Um, I think on the balance of probabilities, I'm going to say Fraser Hines. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, 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 oh. it wasn't. The clue, there was a clue in the question. I left the clue in What's the question. That? Making a spectacle. Of themselves. Oh, super large. Yes, oh, yes, yes, God. and boy was she. Uh, also, I was looking up on Wikipedia today about uh, about a few things, and it says she's also known for her unusual and flamboyant dress sense and her abrupt voice. And I can tell you that day in that bar, uh, she was uh, demonstrating all of those things. Uh, okay, right. So uh, that's nil. Uh, no, it was still one nil to me, isn't it? Following last week's uh, competition, so I'm still the winner. Uh, which, which is uh, great news. Okay, right. Now it's time uh, to hear from someone within uh, AB2. Uh, something we like to do is talk to people in the community because it's all very well as just walking around and pointing out things, uh, but we need to know what it's like uh, for people who either live, work or drive through there, I suppose. Uh, and this, uh, this grid just hit straight out at me as to exactly the person we needed to speak to. Uh, this is my mate Simon. This is 92 West Parade. Um or the shell of 92 West Parade. I think the roof's recently been put back on after the fire. Locally known previously as the, the Smack House, um, the Amityville House, um, the Garrick. And, and well, it was the Garrick under your watch here, well, wasn't it? it was, yeah, I mean, the Garrick was uh, the nickname myself and my friends had for, uh, for my room, which was basically a bit of a party jamming room, uh, drum kit and lots of loud music. Um, I first moved in in oh, March 2000. At which point it actually had ground, you know, this, this wall here hadn't been totaled by a drunken driver and uh, there were trees, there were bushes, not just uh, skips, piles of bricks, disused gateposts, that kind of thing. Um, what, what about this place? I mean, what, what did this place mean to you? I mean, obviously, yeah, it's your home for a long time. It, it uh, you my know. home, yeah. Um, it was, uh, as I say, it, it just, in the end, it turned into a bit of a party house, really. And, uh, yeah, you know, this part of... I think wherever you end up, you know, part of you ends up as part of the environment that you're in. You know, I think, you know, you, your body is, is a lot of magnetic energy and uh, magnetic electric fields, etc. And brickwork, a lot of brickwork is quartz crystal. And, you know, so I, I feel that, you know, buildings have a certain memory for, for things like that, the people have gone in. People have lived in them in the past, and uh, yeah, well, let's let's look at those people now because there's, there's one quite significant neighbour of yours, isn't there? Oh, uh, Dale. Yeah, Dale was uh, Dale was an interesting character. He was um, he was a thousand years old, and he came from the planet Gallifrey. 
Um, he moved in well, 2002, I think. Um, he was often seen around town in a giant Tom Baker scarf, floppy hat, um, a frock coat. That was, it was, he was very kind of uh, eloquently dressed, you know, fob watch and that kind of thing. But yeah, he was, he was um, as, you, as you might have guessed from his, his name, he was quite into Doctor Who. Now, this was before Doctor Who. Quite into, I mean, that's Quite it. into Doctor Who, yeah. Uh, you, you were lucky enough to meet the gentleman on, on one or two occasions. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, my memory there is is of going into his room, which was next to yours, yeah. and it being pretty much set up like the TARDIS. He had one of the old BBC sets, didn't he? He actually managed to get hold of the 1970s Tom Baker set, including you know the sort of bubble effect, um, beige uh, panels, um, the original console actually that went up and down at the t- a flick of a switch um, when the batteries worked in it. Anyway, um, unfortunately, it didn't make the noise, you know. Which, um, yeah, we can always make your own noise. I, mean, I, I remember, yeah. I remember saying to him, you know, I was looking around because there's a Cyberman in the room, this this big uh, Tardis, uh, and a Dalek, of course, a Dalek. And uh, I said, "Where do you sleep?" And he, he pointed to a sleeping bag on the floor. Yeah, yeah, the sleeping bag on the floor. That was one. He also had a Tardis in the corner, which he'd, he'd sometimes sleep in, sat upright. Um, so he told me, anyway. Of course, you know, any, anybody who calls himself Dale Who and is a thousand years old, you, you know, you. He maybe struggled to uh, to accept what he said, but no, he, he was quite convinced that he was in fact a time lord. Um, I didn't check the two pulses, you know. Perhaps wasn't really my call to do so. But um, yeah, no, the, the Cyberman was a pre nineteen um, seventies Cyberman. It was one of the original nineteen sixties ones, you know. If any of the Doctor Who aficionados are out there, and uh, he had K nine as well, um, the robot dog, and he actually had a, a Dalek in the window, um, which you know he. He used to sit in from time to time, and when he saw children going past with his uh, with their parents, you know, he'd kind of follow them with the eye, and uh, he had the ring modulator as well for the voice. So, you know, he, he was occasionally uh, saying exterminate to them as I went past. Yeah, nice. Well, as you would. Yeah. I mean, you know, crikey, yeah. why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there was there was one occasion. Um, at the time, it wasn't just Dale who was a bit eccentric in the house. But immediately below Dale, um, there was Monique and James. Now, Monique was a Dutch white witch. Um, now, collectively, Dale and Monique were, were known as the Ghostbusters. Um, Dale used to uh, see the ghosts. Monique used to sense them, and Dale used to bust them with his sonic screwdriver. Um, but when Dale moved in, I mean, strange things did start to happen, not just in terms of Daleks and uh, Cybermen and things. You know, there were a lot of ghostly apparitions and strange goings-on and, uh, you know, flashes of light out the corner of your eyes, things like that. Um, any time you went up to the top of the stairs, it was a massive, you know, oh, oh, nine-foot mirror. Nine foot by probably about six foot at the very top of the stairs. And it was always exceptionally cold compared with the rest of the house. I mean, it was a cold house anyway, you know, because Heather wasn't really one for... Heather being the landlady. She wasn't really one for heating. Or, you know, luxuries <laughs> luxuries like heating, double glazing. Yeah, all know, the mod cons. All the mod cons, fire equipment, etc. Well, no, but I mean, looking at the building now as we are outside, you wouldn't uh, double glaze this, would you? Um... You probably wouldn't be allowed to, really, I think, because they're old sash windows. I mean, you know, maybe a bit of secondary double glazing or something, or, you know, thick curtains might have helped, but often it was just, um, you know, whatever you could muster against the, um, against the winter, which, you know, <laughs> tended to bite particularly fiercely when there was only two hours heat in the night. And I, and I say that, I say that now as we stood outside here, I mean, we're looking at really what's left of the place after uh, a, a quite horrific fire, which, did it start in your old room? It did start in my old room, yeah. Now, now weirdly, I was... Going back to how, how, I was, how I was saying that I kind of felt part of the house and I felt in tune with the house, I always felt that whenever I left the, left the place, something might happen to it. And, uh, yeah, I left in September 2011 and, um, yeah, lo and behold, I uh, went travelling and uh, Christmas 2000 and 
12, I, I got a message from a friend saying that basically, yeah, it burned down and the fire had started in my old room. It was one of the first things I did actually when I came back to the UK in, uh, in March last year was just to have a wander past because there was no roof, you know, it was, it was a complete shell and uh, now at least there's, there's some semblance of um, shelter for it, which, you know, I mean, it's, it's a lovely house, you know, when it's, uh, when it's, when it's going to be fully fixed up again and I don't know when that's likely to be, but it is a really, really nice old Victorian house, you know, it's ooh, 1890s, I think, 1894 it was, Yeah, so, so if they get uh, this all back together and maybe, you know, they turn it into uh, how, it, how it was, you know, sort of, sort of renting out the rooms, would you be tempted? I don't know, you know, I, I think you should never really go back. I mean, it's in a prime position, this is one of the reasons I stayed so long. It's, you know, I mean, I could, I could throw a stone and hit my work um, and I could fall out of a pub and I was home, so, you know, there was always... There was always that, and of course the rent was exceptionally cheap. Now, if it's turned into flats, which I suspect it might be, as all these places will you know, ultimately end up, um, I don't think it would be the same, really. You know, it wouldn't have the same vibe to it. And I think I'd just keep my memories as they are. You know. Great stuff. Thanks ever so much to Simon uh, for his time there, and also uh, sharing a bit of the past of that house. Uh, and what a, what a great house it, it was, and hopefully uh, it will get rebuilt and... Uh, uh, have a whole new lease of life. Uh, okay, now it's time here on Lincoln A to Z on Siren 107.3 FM uh, for Legolas uh, to take to his bow and arrow. That's me. It's time for uh, the second part of our, our archery competition. Now, Johnny, please remind the uh, the listeners why on earth I've, I've brought our, our children's uh, archery playset into the studio today. Well, this is because the, the area we're covering, the avenue, um, used to be a archery shooting range where every citizen of Lincoln, every, every man, every healthy man, had to go and learn how to use a bow and arrow um, in case there was a war. So we thought it was about time we learned how to use a bow and arrow. And I, I, I amply showed earlier that I can use one because I won. Uh, well, not according to my dad via Facebook, he's, he says he says not. Uh, however, uh, it's my turn now, and uh, you uh, yeah you won. You got your Smith's track in. Uh, now my my heaven track, right? Okay. Now this nothing says more that there's a couple of uh, fellas in their late thirties uh, in a radio studio by saying that one's going to play the Smiths. Now if I get a, a white on this board, uh, you're going to hear from Joy Division, and uh, if I hit a black, well. It's, it's the feeling. It's the misnomer that is the feeling. Never has a band had any less feeling. Okay, right, so I'm going to set it up. It's over to you, Johnny. Okay, so Paul's now picking up the bow, <coughs> placing the arrow into it, moving over to the hockey. Oh, he's having a bit of trouble with it. And, oh, and it's actually yes! stuck in. And he's hit the white, which means we don't get to hear the feeling. I'm, I'm very disappointed with yes! that. Yes! <laughs> Lincoln A to Z. Okay, so ugly buildings. People have been getting in contact, uh, and you can get at Lincoln A to Z, or you can find us on Facebook. Uh, now, via the uh, Twitter account, Rob Fletcher says that uh, the posting sorting office must be Lincoln's ugliest building. What do you think to uh, the posting office, Johnny? So that's the the one down the first road. road I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's not beautiful, is it? No, it's functional. No. It's it, functional. It, it is functional. Yeah, but I, I used to like it when there was a wall that used to be alongside it. Until very, very recently, it had some graffiti on it mm-hmm. saying yeah. Americans get out yeah, of Vietnam, yeah, of <laughs> right up until is, yeah. like 2005. I thought that was, that was brilliant. Shame when they knocked that down. Uh, and the final one for now on this, Lincoln Police Station. Now, we've had a few contacts on this uh, from Link- Uni Lincoln Arts, at Uni Lincoln Arts, have said uh, that this, the West Parade, uh, the police station. Uh, and there's a lot of people, I think, who feel that, but I'm, I'm saying no. You think so? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's exactly the same as the one up at Netlam, isn't it? They obviously got a job a lot of that Rivita stuff. <laughs> built two buildings at once, but it is, it's not nice, is it? Lincoln, A to Z, AB2. On our walk around uh, AB2, Johnny and I found that even in the city centre, you can find some seclusion. Uh, so I went to uh, Victoria Passage, just down from Victoria Terrace, uh, and still uh, just just off from West Parade. Uh, it's a nice, quiet little sort of back street, back alley. <laughs> he says that with a dog barking in the background. Um, but it's, it's nice and secluded away. You're right bang in the city centre here, but I don't know, perhaps again you wouldn't you wouldn't feel it. It's just a, a quick, close walk off. It's quite amazing, right? I mean, we're, we're essentially slap bang in the middle of the city, really. We're no more than about a five-minute walk from the high street, and yet we're here on what's essentially a mud track. You know, this this could be in the middle of the countryside or some little village somewhere, but it's, it's actually slap bang in the middle of Lincoln. It's odd how these little pockets have kind of not been developed over the years. And we reach a point now, which I think is probably at the edge of our grid, AB2 we're on the grid of, and just between, peeking between uh, two sets of houses, uh, we can see that you see that view, we can see right in the far distance the new uh, plant being built, the new recycling plant uh, being built right over by the bypass. So that's how far you can see uh, from here. And everything in between, you can see the development of the new university, uh, which takes up you know, quite, quite a lot, and it's quite... Uh, in, in just this window view I've got, it really is uh, all-consuming. And depending on your viewpoints of the university, that can either be a good uh, or a bad thing. But, uh, objects are still eluding us from, from, from this search. And uh, it's one of the things, I wouldn't say it's been keeping me awake at night, but it's been... Uh it's been keeping me awake at night. Just what exactly we're going to put in our exhibition at the collection in May 2014. We find ourselves looking at an area now that's out of our grid space, and we certainly can't talk about it, can we, Johnny? Absolutely not, although and what I will say is it's Licorice Park, and it's, it's kind of a, an area of scrubland, wasteland that's been semi-cultivated into a park. Uh, they've left a lot of it untouched. I think the idea is to try and you know, maintain the wildlife right here in the middle of the city. But there's also kind of bits of sculpted um, topiary, is that the word? Bushes cut into the shapes of dogs and stuff right, like that. Topiary sounds a bit Radio 4 for me, Johnny. It does. Well, we'll call it bushes cut into the shape of stuff. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Now, now we're talking the presenter's level. Absolutely. And, and all, all the little bits of uh, artwork here and there. So it's, it's quite a fascinating place. But we can't talk about it, no, so uh, yeah, you have to uh, yeah dis- discount uh, what you just heard. Uh, right, can we uh, can we get back round that way? Yeah, there's a little passage that goes back down to Yarborough Road down here. Okay. This is the top of North Parade. And one thing that's always uh, always good is to write your name into some concrete. Turbo Dave managed to catch this concrete in in '94. That's it, Turbo Dave '94. So this is kind of in your manor area, isn't it, really, Johnny? What's it like to live around here? Yeah, I mean, I really like it. I think it's a great little area. Um, it's so close to town. You know, it's literally like ten minute walk into town if you go to the east. But then if you walk ten minutes to the west, you're out on the common and you're kind of out in countryside, which is I think that's kind of one of the features of Lincoln, isn't it? You're never far from the countryside wherever you are. It's such a tiny city, really. We've been talking about objects and picking things up from this area, and sooner or later we're going to have to embrace a bit of litter, uh, I think. And something I've just found that I really, really like the look of is an old-style ring pull. Um, and I suppose the reason that the can manufacturers went away from the old-style ring pull is because they used to litter the streets and you just don't see them anymore, like uh, white dog poo. You don't see that, you don't see that anymore, do you? Um, but... I don't know, I, I'm going to take it, I quite like it, it's, it's certainly in the shortlist for the object for this area, um, and above anything else we, we're taking litter away, which is, is quite a good community thing to do. 
Right, so we're just about to come out of the grid. Uh, the final few paces uh, that send us back uh, onto our cycles and uh, and back to the studio. But we're, we're still thinking about what object we can display at the collection. And what we... Uh, what we really don't want is just to be collecting a load of litter. However, we do have to represent what we find here, and I suppose on the streets, and uh, having not put any other plans into action, uh, what we do have uh, is a jam jar and a ring pull, uh, which I think is arty enough <laughs> to be exhibited. What do you think, Johnny? It's going to have to do, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so the confidence there uh, of, of the producer of Lincoln A to Z saying it's going to have to do in it uh, now I, I believe I'm starting to believe more and more in the in, in the object thing uh, because we have from L16 last week uh, Bracebridge we have a brick where the foundations of this exhibition will be built on this week we have a coffee jar <laughs> and a ring pull uh, if this isn't high art I don't know what is well when you put it like that it, it sounds quite convincing but when you actually look at our objects it does look like somebody's just littered it's true. I think you're looking very much with 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 a narrow mind. I think you need to <laughs> you need to think outside the box. Uh, and I think yeah, I've got the vision here. I've got the vision, haven't I, of the exhibition that's going to be at the collection in 2014. And you can sense just by the panic in my voice that oh no, we're just going to have a big table full of of litter. But then, but then look at some of the works of high art that well, I say high art uh, that, that have turned in Tracy Emin's bed. We could find ourselves in the same situation she did with the uh, the collection cleaners. Wanting <laughs> to just tidy away our exhibition, but yeah. um, I, yeah. she, she was just late for that, wasn't she? And just thought, well, I'll sling, I'll sling my bed in. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. Okay, talking of the website, we've had some uh, comments on the website AB2. Uh, over to you, Johnny. First one from Bohr, who says, uh, One of my paper rounds in the 90s was at a paper shop called Thorpe's on Corporation Street and West Parade, and that included the Victoria Street and Alexandra Terrace area. Hard work cycling up the hill, but rewarding to cycle down. I bet it was. But yeah, you, I can you for breaks for that, I imagine. Though. Um, and another one, we have a fantastic um, comment from Amanda Dow. She says, in 1977, I was a punk, which impressed me straight away, because I always, I always think that Lincoln, certainly at that time, was always a few years behind the rest of the country. Yeah. You imagine punk hitting Lincoln in, like, 1981. But, uh, yeah, Amanda was, was on the cutting edge. She was a punk in 1977. Uh, and I worked at the Annersley Hotel, which, as we heard earlier, that was where uh, Jim stole his bus from, and it's the, uh, now the old folks' home at the bottom of the avenue. The head chambermaid had a, a, morning, a running joke battle with the assistant manager who lived in the hotel since his divorce sleeping in whichever room wasn't booked that night one day he had annoyed her so when we made his bed for the night we apple pied it he wasn't best pleased the following morning as it turned out that that night was the first time he'd pulled since his divorce (laughs) poor man well, also, she says, when the It's a Knockout uh, show came to Lincoln in the 70s, the Yugoslavian team stayed at the hotel, and boy, did they know how to party. They threw a leaving party, and it took staff about three days to get over it. I guess I guess back in the 70s, it was a communist country, so they were probably, you know, heady yeah. with the freedom of the West. Um, and finally, she says, uh, another time, two workmen came to build a, a new fire escape at the hotel. All the staff were served lunch together in the kitchen, and I remember that one of the builders was extremely handsome, blue eyes, blonde hair, and certainly not your typical laddish builder. But I was quite shy in those days and nothing came of it. Six years later, I met a man through friends who worked as a shepherd and we eventually got married. It wasn't until we'd been married for some time that we realised that he was that same blue-eyed builder and we'd first met at the Annesley Hotel years later. So thumbs up for the Annesley Hotel. And that's, that's a fantastic little story, isn't it? It is, that's brilliant. And uh, exactly the kind of thing we're looking for. Uh, fantastic. Thanks ever so much to uh, Amanda Down for, for sending that in. Uh, now, something else that we're uh, exploring here, we're exploring our reading room past and uh, getting people involved. Um, we've already commissioned a couple of pieces of art, which are, are, are 
probably going to be a little bit better than our brick and ring pull uh, that we have so far. Uh, but we're also uh, asking people to write and be creative with uh, poetry and, uh, and words. And uh, this is Treff with a trip to the dentist. You can go straight in. No waiting, no time to think. Perfunctory chat, the chair back sinks. Hand over control. Smells, glare, open mouth, noises. Occasional ah, not much of a conversation. Plastic sucks, metal prods. Several injections stamp pain. Numbing silence. Whirring drill might be pneumatic. Hold on tight. Large spectacles see spit fountain. Filling squeak and scrape. Clamp those teeth up and down a few times. Looks good. Rinse and spit out the bits. <coughs> quick clean and quick payment. Departure. The trip to the dentist. Never a great experience. Uh, oh, thanks to uh, Treff there with uh, a trip to the dentist. Uh, there is there's more than one uh, dentist in uh, in AB2, and uh, I, you know we should we perhaps should have had a warning uh, before some of the sound effects there. Uh, and uh, our sincere apologies if you were affected by anything you heard in the last minute. Lincoln A to Z. Thanks for listening to the Lincoln A to Z podcast. Do you know anything about this or any of our other 52 grids? If so, we'd love to hear from you. LincolnA-Z.co.uk has all the information and contact details you'll need. And don't forget the live Lincoln A to Z show is on Siren FM Monday nights from 9.